Aloha everyone and welcome to Just a Physician, the podcast where we explore mental health, vulnerability, and personal life journeys with creators you know and love. So make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel if you haven't already and listen to new episodes out every Thursday. Today's guest is a very special guest whom I've had the pleasure of, I, I mean we've hung out a few times now, how's it been? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The one and only Adeline Moraine, thank you so much Woo! for coming on and her special guest, the Doggo Blue. Blue. Yes, She's VIP. only here because there's a bagel right beside the camera. <laughs> I can literally see her <laughs> eyeing it. so perfectly. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I'm really looking forward to this. Like, I, it's, it's been in the works for a while, and I'm so glad you're able to come on. So thank you so much. Of course. I was like, I can't believe he wants me on. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such an honor on my end. Like, seriously, like, I love, I mean, obviously being able to, like, meet you in person and hang out multiple times has been, like, so cool. But, like, everything that you and your platform stands for is, like, everything that I love like right before this Aww. episode I was listening to like two of your podcast episodes which if you guys oh, no. haven't already I'm check scared. out her podcast <laughs> no me crying for an hour straight some of them. <laughs> no it's great you know what this podcast is all about vulnerability so we we celebrate the crying over here we we appreciate it we we do it a Yay. little bit too much hopefully I don't <laughs> cry today because I just finished my makeup <laughs> no you're fine I mean for anyone who may not know who you are which I'm sure everyone does who's listening to the podcast i'd love for you to like introduce yourself yeah my name is adeline warren i've been doing social media mostly youtube for over 10 years like since i was 13 i've been doing youtube Wild. for over half of my life um and yeah i like started out with makeup and then i kind of more so i'm doing like lifestyle content mm -hmm. but yeah, I also just love watching your videos because, like, I feel like I'm not the best at skincare, but I just love like watching all of your videos. And just, like, <laughs> Thank you. I feel like you're so knowledgeable about skincare. Um, I went to school for it, but oh I definitely God. forget it all. Like, I <laughs> do not remember anything. <laughs> oh my gosh, I didn't. For some reason, I did not remember that you went for school for cosmetology, right? Mm -hmm. oh, I yeah, totally forgot. I do about makeup, that. skincare, and hair, but. I just forget it all, which is sad. But hey, I mean, you got to apply notes, some of it. With, <laughs> I mean, I would say, like, you got to apply some of it with your first, like, because, like you were saying, you started out as, like, a beauty content creator, right? And then it's kind of, like, transitioned over the years. When did you, like, make the transition from um, beauty content to, like, lifestyle content? I think I, so I started out with my main channel, which was my makeup channel, and mm -hmm. then I just... I saw other YouTubers like Alicia and like mm -hmm. other YouTubers that I looked up to, they all have vlog channels. And I was like, okay, I'm going to like make a vlog channel. And I did not take it seriously at all. Like I would upload <laughs> iPhone videos of like, like a time-lapse video of me doing my sister's makeup, like dumb, stupid <laughs> videos. Like I think like a video of me bowling, like a one minute video, like YouTube was so different back then. It, it was, was like Charlie yeah. bit my finger, weird era. We just upload random videos. And then, um, I don't know. I would just upload and I think just like consistency is key because mm -hmm. sooner or later, like the v the vlogs started getting views. I don't even know why. <laughs> and now it's like my vlog channel gets more views than my makeup channel, which I, tr I transform my makeup channel into my podcast channel. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know. I think I really like it because I feel like sometimes, I mean, I want to know your thoughts on this too, but mm -hmm. I feel like makeup and maybe even skincare for you, it can be very mm -hmm. limiting yes. with ideas and brainstorming 
and coming up with ideas and you know i feel like sometimes people just get like burnt out of watching well not burnt out but they just get tired of watching makeup all the time or they yeah. just get like in makeup phases like back in the day like 2015 era with like jeffree star mm -hmm. and like all the like james charles like drama and stuff like that that was like the <laughs> peak of the beauty community it on was. youtube whereas i feel like people don't really care about makeup as much anymore mm -hmm. maybe on tiktok but I don't know. What yeah, do you no, think? I mean, I completely agree with you because I feel like that era was so big because there was a lot of like love for the artistry, I think, behind makeup. But I think that only went so far because after a certain point, people are like, okay, I'm not doing double cut creases and a full <laughs> glitter day. moment every day. <laughs> like I have my normal makeup routine and especially with like the rise of like minimalism for makeup and same goes for skincare too. Like it just, you know, really had its big peak. And then I think everyone was like, you know what? I have my normal makeup routine. I'll maybe like change it up every once in a while, but like I'm good. And so you're right. There is kind of like a cap, I think, for the amount of like content you could do, which is why I think it's really cool that you've like transitioned into like another type of content. Cause I'll be honest, like I first discovered your content through vlogs, like through the vlogs that you oh, did really? like, posting on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, after the beauty era. So I feel like it just like fits with your personality and you do it so well like coming from someone who is so bad at blog vlogging like oh my god I cannot do it I don't know how to do it what? so like watching your content I'm like bitch I would I would literally so watch you do anything you want <laughs> like you should just like frolic in Hawaii I would watch it I would do anything like you just applying your your retinol like in, in the, the Hawaii beach. in the background like <laughs> I would watch that oh man you know maybe maybe I'll make the jump at some point I feel like you do such a good job of like I, if, well romanticizing may have like somewhat of a negative connotation but i mean it positively like you like romanticize your life and it's so cool to see like you'll take the most like mundane things and make them so interesting and engaging to watch and i'm like how do you do that that's so cool Aww, like i you. love your content it's like super fun to watch <laughs> thank you yeah. i don't know i feel like if i don't romanticize my life i become depressed so that, there's that I feel but that. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> especially like i don't know with the weather and stuff like that mm -hmm. but I, feel I don't that. know. I it's, think I think it's yeah. like a good approach and kind of in line with uh, one of like your recent um, podcast episodes, which you guys should listen to. I think it was, oh shoot, what was the, it was like 24 <laughs> ways to feel more confident. Confident? Was, yeah, yeah. Like an episode that you did where you kind of talked like a little bit about it, which you guys should check out that episode. It's, it's really good and super helpful. And I actually want to get into that like. Uh -huh. A little bit in the episode but like as we start into this i want to ask you first some like rapid fire questions because i always love to ask like just quick rapid okay. fire get your opinion <laughs> Let's go. and then we can jump into the big ones so i have to know <laughs> as a fellow coffee lover what is your go-to coffee order my go-to coffee order has been at alfred's it's an iced oh. vanilla latte with oat milk i'm so basic i know <laughs> but at starbucks at starbucks they mm -hmm. have this cold brew i forget what it's called because it's always at the top mm -hmm. it's like the brand new drink that they always yes. display it's like yes. a, a iced cold brew mm -hmm. uh it's not pecan it's like something else yeah it's pistachio cream really cold brew is it that yeah, one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. my god, what, something like that. Oh, so I'm an active Starbucks hater, I will admit, but that yeah. pistachio cream cold brew is so good. I've ordered it like so many times. <laughs> it's so fucking good. It's like you can say that you hate Starbucks all you want, but that drink exactly, exactly. It's fire. It's it like so serves. Good. I it's hope they sweet. keep it like not holiday. Like just keep it permanently. Me too. So Me 
Me too, because, oh my God, it's just like, it's sweet, but mm-hmm. it also gets you so hyper and it's just, <laughs> yes. it's like also the perfect color. Like I'm very particular about my colors of oh, lattes. Like if it's a okay. nice creamy, like light brown, that's how you know it's going to be a good latte. Like mm-hmm. I don't like it too dark. This mm-hmm. one's a little too dark for me. You know, oh, I want to really? add a little bit more creamer. <laughs> my god you would hate my coffees like, like i color. besides like the black? occasional yeah i always drink like straight <laughs> black like boring basic no mm-hmm. flavor no you know life to it it's so no <laughs> i respect the commitment to the aesthetics of the coffee yeah i are. mean it's healthier so that's good yeah and that's honestly my reasoning i'm like with the amount of coffee i drink like there's just no way i think I, if i order like a pistachio cream cold brew every day so much sugar yeah, every day it would be a mess a <laughs> how many cups do you have a day um i've been trying to cut back recently to only like oh. two a day <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yes. but like you know it kind of depends sometimes i will have three i think i'm already on my second today and it's like barely noon so we'll, we'll see it's a, you Big know slide. it's a, it's a process of fighting the addiction there's what can I say? worse things to be addicted to exactly exactly i could be doing so much worse, so okay love the coffee order and what would you say cheers <laughs> coffee i'll just cheers the screen <laughs> okay well what would you say what is like your newest hobby anything like you've recently picked um, up that you're like oh my god i'm obsessed with this my newest hobby have you ever tried this is pilates <gasps> Pilates girl. I've only know it <laughs> like from the. T- <laughs> I haven't actually. Is it like super addictive? It's okay. So I wouldn't say it's addictive, but you really get a good workout, yeah. and you don't even realize that you're working out as hard as you are. Like there's days where I do Pilates, and the next day I'm like, damn, I'm sore. Like really? I used to do weightlifting. Oh, uh, shit, like during really? quarantine, like me and Andre would always do like weightlifting oh. with our trainer, and. It, I would get so sore and I'm like, but it's, it's a lot of effort and it's mm-hmm. a lot of work to like do weightlifting. Yeah. Whereas Pilates, like the place that I go to is so cute. It's like all pink, <laughs> like oh. it's all girls that go, like it's just really fun. And when you're doing Pilates, you're doing such slow movements, but mm-hmm. you're like fucking, you're shaking. So oh. you don't realize how much you're working out while you're working out. Wow, that's really cool. I have to give it a shot. I know that like a few a people lazy. on my team like have done it and they've Do talked they swear about by it, it. But I'm like, oh man, I, I need to I need to see. So <laughs> I'll need to try that out. Thank no. you for the recommendation. Um okay, last rapid fire question. Um okay, Starbucks or Tim Hortons? Which you Tim prefer? Hortons. Tim Hortons. hundred percent Tim okay. Hortons. There we go. You heard it here, folks. <sighs> Have you had it before? I haven't. I need to. Because it's a primarily can- Canadian chain, right? Yeah, it's only in Canada. They have, like, one in New York, I think. I would Postmate from it every day if it was for in L.A. There's no <laughs> locations in L.A., but... Oh, shoot. Okay, I need to get on it. I need to go to Canada and try this coffee mm-hmm. ASAP because here, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> just need to try. Anything's better than Starbucks. okay well thank you for the rapid fire i want to like jump into like really kind of deeper questions because like uh you create so many different types of content and one of the things the elements that i love about your content is that it's so focused on just confidence and um, women's empowerment and feeling good um there's just so many positive messages that are really weaved throughout all the content that you post and um a lot of people know you for like your girl talks and i kind of want to know like how did you start those like what really inspired you to have those like girl talk sessions and, and create that content 
I don't, I, you know, actually my first girl talk that I've ever done, I sent it to my editor and I like, I let her edit it. And I was like, should I post this? I feel like I'm talking about like weird shit, like how to put in a tampon. Like I'm talking about my vagina. Like this is a little TMI. Like this is crazy. (laughs) And she was like, no, I really think you should post it. Like I thought a lot of the stuff that you said was really helpful. And like, nobody talks about this shit. And like, I don't know. It is TMI. And like, I don't know. Sometimes it's like the the shit that you put on the internet. It's like you have a digital footprint is like scary because (laughs) I'm literally on the internet talking about like ass titties, like weird shit. (laughs) But I don't know. I, I, she was like, I honestly really think that you can help a lot of people if you post this and like people that don't have big sisters and Mm -hmm. people who, you know, they just have like weird, like being a girl's fucking weird. There's Mm -hmm. like weird shit that comes along with being a girl or even just like hygiene, like weird Mm -hmm. shit in general. Um, so she was like, I just think that you should just post it. And if it doesn't do well, you could always delete it, Mm -hmm. but just post it. And I think that it'll help a lot of people. So that was like my first one that I ever posted on my uh, vlog channel. And I would upload videos that were like 30 minutes to an hour long. Mm -hmm. And people were like, you should just make a podcast. Like it's to a point where it's like, girl, it's like 30 minutes to like an hour. It's like, (laughs) let's just make it a podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's great. And even you saying like TMI, I feel like, you know, in, when it comes to like topics around like you know um uh women's hygiene and um anything kind of like related to what you were talking about i think it's so fucking stupid that society has really like pressured women to feeling like those are inappropriate conversations to have and you shouldn't talk about mm-hmm. that and that's like you know um inappropriate whatever it may be and i think it's so stupid because like what you were saying like who knows if girls haven't had older sisters or parental figures to really like guide them through that stuff or help them not feel alone and especially when it comes to topics like that that are so stigmatized for no fucking reason i think it's so stupid i think it's awesome that you're like opening up about that and you're just being completely authentic in those conversations because i like obviously i can't really relate to some of the subject material (laughs) (laughs) but like i appreciate it because i feel like it's exactly what kind of people need and the conversations that you know need need to be having i don't know if you've seen that has having like that big of an impact but i think it really can like for a lot of listeners who listen to your content oh thank you i never think of it like that like i don't know sometimes i just post shit and i'm like i really hope that my mom doesn't see this like i really hope my dad doesn't see this you know what my dad told me what? my dad was like yeah adeline i don't really look at your instagrams anymore because like all of you post is like oh. bikini photos and there was this one point there was this one point where i had like an underwear brand deal with lounge underwear and it was like a oh, cool. six month long brand deal mm-hmm. and i just like had to post like i think two underwear photos every month mm-hmm. and my dad was like girl i don't even go on your instagram anymore my dad is like i can't go on your instagram anymore it's so weird and i'm like dad (laughs) that's hilarious i wouldn't even think about that but i guess that like kind of makes sense of yeah and i'm like dad i'm making money like and he's like i'm not gonna say anything if you're making money so i was like you know, as long as he's, he's respecting the bag, that's all that matters. You know, you're you're that's getting the bag. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. I mean, and it's so- my mom. Oh, you oh, go. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> I was going to say my mom, when I first started YouTube, when I was like 20 ish, I told her I was like so excited. I'm like, oh, my God, mom, I'm working with Victoria's Secret Pink. Like I've always like yes. I was never rich enough to afford Victoria's Secret Pink. Like mm-hmm. I would save up all my money for like a $50 Victoria's Secret Pink backpack. Mm-hmm. And I love them. So <laughs> the fact that I was working with them, I was so excited. And you know what my mom says? She goes, as long as you're not posting in underwear and a bra, like, I'm okay with it. And I was like, if only she knew, like, oh five God. years down the line, what I would be posting. Um, 
But here we are. It's hilarious. Here you are. Hey, you know what? It's yeah. it's growth. It's it's a transition. I mean, like, what really like, uh, kind of looking at your content and the way it's kind of like changed and evolved because I feel like so much of your content now is about just like loving you know loving yourself the confidence like you've talked about how like confidence is sexy and I think that's really emulated like in your content um and then you feeling like fully comfortable to post like whatever on your Instagram you know what <laughs> was it always like that was it like that from the beginning or did it take a while to get no. to that point no uh, okay don't I mean were you gonna say don't tell say, anyone? Don't tell anyone, <laughs> but it's like this is being posted on the internet. I was so insecure with like just my body and stuff like that. I would always facetune my photos. You could probably see I probably have some facetune fails, honestly, back in the day. And I like I hated my body, and they just have such crazy body dysmorphia. If you facetune, you have crazy body dysmorphia. Agreed. Not face, yeah, facetune. Um, so I don't know. I had literally had no idea what I looked like, and then I was like, one day I was like you know what, I'm just gonna stop face tuning. That way I know what I fucking look like. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know, even just looking back at old photos, I'll scroll back and I'll be like, damn, I was so skinny back then. And I was like, wait a minute, no, I, I wasn't. I, I face tuned that. Mm -hmm. um, so <laughs> I try to stop editing mm -hmm. my photos so that I know what I actually look like. <laughs> um, and yeah, I wouldn't say that I'm perfect. Like I definitely... I'm a lot more confident than I was when I was mm -hmm. 20 years old, which is now I'm 25. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I feel like not editing my body and yeah. just, you know, being my true authentic, authentic self, self. I feel like yeah. it, it honestly really helps. And it's crazy because in LA, I have a lot of girlfriends that are so pretty mm -hmm. and they're so insecure. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you're literally the one of the most gorgeous people I've ever seen in my whole life like you're so pretty and they literally they think that they're ugly and I'm like I don't know it's 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 so really unfortunate toxic. it's so sad I yeah I don't think it's like productive when people like kind of consider that like conventionally attractive people have more confidence I feel like in my experience like a lot of the people I know who you know kind of like fit the conventional beauty standards um tend to feel like they have a lot more pressure on themselves and tend to have like a lot lower confidence than you would think because whether it's external pressure or internal pressure it like kind of plagues them and it's so sad because like even what you're talking about too like with body dysmorphia like I've struggled a lot with body dysmorphia I've talked about like my experience with my eating disorder and um how you know body dysmorphia would really just trigger it trigger it yeah and it's something mm -hmm. that's so hard to like really separate your mind from <clears throat> it's already like kind of plaguing your mind as is but to have like the kind of courage to just like be able to post what you look like without face tuning without the editing um especially working at, in a job i guess you could say now <laughs> where that is like literally your job to like post about yourself like that takes a lot of guts and i think people may not realize like how much bravery that kind of takes you know i know that mm. it's just a picture but it really is like when you no, have it, a large it really audience is. It's like, <gasps> you know because it's like you get a 99 good comments and there's one comment that's mm -hmm. like you're fat and mm -hmm. i think about it the rest of the day and i don't think people like realize they're like oh it's like an influencer like they're not gonna see my comment blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. but like we fucking see that we shit do. And it, like gives us fucking body dysmorphia it does <laughs> like, oh my god it's like our body dysmorphia know. is waiting for like that one comment to just like make <laughs> everything swear, melt down i'm just looking for that 
comments. <laughs> no, that's why I like. That's why I started reading the comments for the first hour, and then after mm-hmm. the first hour, I just like can't read the comments because the first hour is like your actual real like supporters and people mm-hmm. that are really nice, and then it's like the haters that yep. come out of the woodworks like a day or two later. It's so later. true. It's so true. That's actually something I've started to do as well because you know the people that are going to be there mm-hmm. like at the beginning are like the diehard like people who are mm-hmm. willing to support you like. Uh, throughout everything and then uh it just kind of turns to shit after that so i don't blame you i mean so like you've posted about like finding your own confidence like i was listening to your recent podcast episode where you're talking about like how you used to be insecure about your lips and you used to be insecure about like different parts of your face and even the confidence you exuded in like public spaces going up to people making friends like it's so wild listening to that episode because i'm like who the fuck is she talking about? Because that is not the Adeline I know. <laughs> like the, the person I know, like literally when we first met, like you came right up to me. It was like instant connection. Like you exude confidence. And I think it's so Aww. really encouraging to see like, um, and you've talked about recommendations that you have, but I'd love to know like, what are like some of your top tips that have really worked for you in finding your own confidence and changing into the person that you are now as opposed to before? Um, I feel like faking it. Mm. Like, you know, this. <laughs> I feel like Rihanna. Yes. What did she say? What's that audio on TikTok? Oh, yes. Where they're like, how do you. Pretend. Oh, she's like, pretend. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I that's such a good mood. Yeah. But Rihanna's my number one person that I love, 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 love. Like, yes. she's everything that I want to be. She's so successful. She's so confident. She's mm-hmm. like, she has her confidence from within. Like, you could just tell her aura and her energy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like faking it and having like that one person that I always like pretend that I am mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like channel them. Um, it really helps because naturally I'm a very introverted person mm-hmm. and I've always been like that. Like in school, mm-hmm. I wouldn't talk to anyone. Like I was fucking weird when I was younger. <laughs> I would go to dance class and not talk to anyone. Really? I was such a loner and I think there was, like, was one dance class, like, the very last one, where, like, someone went up to me and, like, said hi. <laughs> like, I <laughs> wouldn't it. talk to anyone. I was, like, fucking, I was mute. Like, I wouldn't talk to anyone. Wow. I, I believe that, like, that if so someone went to be my friend, like, they would go up to me, and then no one would go up to me. And, and I don't know. I just realized that, you know, I feel like it's not other people's responsibility to go up to you and say hi true. to you. It's your true. responsibility to go up to people. Um, and I also realized that, I don't know, someone, like, with a platform i feel like people already assume that you're rude and people already assume that you're stuck up and whatever and um i don't know that's like what motivated me to be like okay it doesn't even matter if i know who they are if like whatever if they Mm -hmm. know who i am i'm just gonna say hi no matter what Mm -hmm. because like there's times where i'll meet people and they don't say hi and i'm like they're kind of fucking rude but then i'm like (laughs) What if they're just shy? <laughs> so I don't know. I I try to say hi the most that I can mm-hmm. and like really push myself and just channel my inner channel the inner Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really cool. I I um haven't like thought of like really like picturing the person that you kind of like want to the, that embodies everything that you want yourself to be in like channeling that person i've never really tried that i'm gonna have to try that i think that's really cool because you're right like it works because you have so many beliefs about yourself like oh i'm an introverted person oh i'm a shy person but if you're pretending to be someone else 
then all those beliefs just like mm-hmm. melt away. I love it. Fake it till you make it. I think that's such good <laughs> advice. And like, it's so, I think it's really cool that you're being like vulnerable about, about like your experiences with previously being insecure versus now, because it's like, it would be so hard for me to imagine. Cause I'm just like, wow, I cannot picture that at all. But like, similarly to <laughs> you, like for me, I'm naturally a very introverted person too. Um, I've like had to work to be more sociable um, in my current life because like um, when I was in like middle school, high school, and even in college too, like people would call me, they're like, oh, you're the quiet kid. You're the one who like never talks. And like I had to like, it took time to like break out of your shell, you know, but (laughs) I love you. I love introverted people. I know. I know. Now I won't shut the fuck up, but you know, I used to be quiet, (laughs) but no, yeah, I really like, I, I, and I think there's power in both, you know, like having those moments of introversion, but also, you know, being able to be sociable, but you're, I love that you were saying like, it's not other people's responsibility to come up to you, to talk to you, to engage Mm -hmm. with you, like, and you can't judge them for that. You know, you have to like put in the effort and put in the work and, um, take that initiative to like connect with other people, even if it is like, super freaking scary um and so mm-hmm. i like i love those recommendations you guys should definitely go listen to the uh podcast that i was talking about it was like 24 ways to feel more confident or i yeah. can't remember what it was called <laughs> Some, something like that you can find it on um on her account it's it's great um i wanted to also ask you so like kind of pivoting topics a little bit like i'm really curious about this because you've been super open about um your sexuality you know being bisexual and i think it's so awesome because i think it really helps to like uh, give people more examples of like people who are out and proud, um, specifically in terms of, you know, the conversation around people who are bi. And like, I want to ask, like, what was your journey in coming out? Was it difficult for you? Um, what was that process like? Um, this is so weird and I'm just going to say it, but I've, I feel like when I was younger, I was almost like not not homophobic towards people, but oh, I just, okay. I definitely was homophobic towards myself mm, where mm-hmm. I basically like, I was obsessed like Santana and like, oh wait, Santana <laughs> and Brittany and Glee. And yes. I'd be like, oh my God, they're so weird for like, you know, kissing. <laughs> like they're so fucking weird. And I would like look and judge them. Um, but I don't know. I feel like as I got older, I was like, hmm, maybe I am a little gay. I don't know. And then, <laughs> I I saw other people, which honestly really helped me. Like, the first, like, femme girl that I ever saw really come out was Ingrid Nielsen. Do you mm, ever watch her? Mm-hmm. Miss Glamorazzi? Yeah. Yeah, She's that's so cool. She's my fucking queen, and I love her. <laughs> and I was like, damn, I thought, like, in order to be a, you had to, like, look a certain way. You had to, like, be, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like mm-hmm. if you grow up in, like, a Christian household, it's, like, kind of, like, looked down upon. Yes, um, very. So I was like, I don't know. I'm like, She's gay. Like, huh. Hmm, that's a little interesting. I don't know. <laughs> so I was thinking about it. Yeah. And then I finally became single. And that's where I feel like I kind of um, was able to, like, you know, see what I'm into. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's just the same as dating, right, like, straight. Mm-hmm. Like, straight people have to, like, go on dates and figure out what they like and blah, 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 blah. And that's, like, what I kind of did, I guess, like, figuring out my sexuality. I would, mm-hmm. like, go on dates and figure out what I like and... Um. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just like a, a process. <laughs> I mean, it's so cool. It's it's figuring out just a process of like what you like and not being like closed about it. Because like even when you're talking about like being like homophobic, I feel like anyone who is raised in an environment that say like Christian or closet, you kind of go through that internal struggle of like internal resentment because 
if you're feeling resentful, that means you are seeing elements of yourself in the other person or in the idea that you're not really ready to accept yourself. So even for mm-hmm. me or too. Kind of jealous of. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. you're just like, oh, I don't like that because you identify with that, but you're not really willing to accept that. And I know for me personally, like throughout like middle school and even elementary school, I'd just be like, oh, no, I don't don't want to be gay I don't like gay people I don't want this blah 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 you know because I wasn't able to accept it myself yeah did you always know or were you always like I pretty much always knew (laughs) I pretty much always (laughs) knew but like I I was raised in such a suppressive environment that it was just like ooh that's like you know and a very Christian environment too so it was like oh my god that's like that's the devil talking that's sin yeah I won't let myself think about that you know until uh, I had no other choice and I'm just like bitch my inner monologue in my head looking at exactly me walking through the men's underwear aisle in Walmart being like <gasps> sinning right now <laughs> I'm dead yeah. oh I but you understand kind of it. almost went through the same experience <laughs> I, mean, I guess you always do I because you were raised, you said you were raised in a Christian household, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just feel like that exaggerates it even more. It just makes like the... Mm-hmm. the Every Sunday at school, yes. like they would, even like they would, I don't, okay, did you grow in a Christian household? Very, extremely, extremely. Uh, and I like, they would, they would be like, masturbating is a sin, yes. or like masturbating is awful. And like, that fucked me up for like mm-hmm. the longest time. Like I thought that it was a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing. If anything, it's healthy. Yeah, no, it's it's literally scientifically healthy, and exactly the same for me. It was like masturbation is like the worst, one of the worst sins that you can make, <laughs> and it's like of the devil, and you're summoning the devil, and all this stuff. Yeah, so fucking dramatic. I'm like, oh my god, calm. I, they're so the dramatic. Down. <laughs> I mean, I still like my family is still so like I I respect it, but yeah. I think there are definitely like you know, toxic, you know, parts of it, mm-hmm. obviously. I don't know. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, when it, when it's that narrative, when it's that kind of, like, shaming, you know, and guilt-driven narrative, I think it's, like, absolutely ridiculous. Also because, like, <laughs> not to spill too much to you, but I already know so many Christians are doing that on the DL and just don't <laughs> want to be honest about it. So it's, it's normal. It's, it's a part of life. And, and that's the thing, too, like, with that self-acceptance, you know when you're mm-hmm. able to like get up to a place where you're just like it's I'm chill with it you know I'm cool I mean mm-hmm. with you being openly bisexual this is like out of just genuine curiosity um because I think society and like what we've seen in social media it's come so far with like acceptance of um gay people and really the conversation has shifted so much in the past like 10 years you know um but I feel like you know a lot of people tend to forget that LGBT plus community stands for more things than just gay. And mm-hmm. um, I tend to see even online currently still like biphobia, like still existing where, especially like for men too, where they're just like, oh, you're not bi, you're just, you're just gay. You're just not ready to accept it, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, have you experienced any of that? girls, it's the opposite. For Ugh. girls, it's the opposite. You're not bi. You're just straight. You're going through a phase, Ugh, like blah blah blah. God. And it's it's honestly really discouraging because not only are like straight people saying that to you, and you're like, whatever, like you're mm-hmm. straight, you don't understand. But it's also like people within the community that yes. are also a little bit weirded about it. Like I've even like gone on a date with a girl, and she's like, you know, I feel like I don't know. She's like, you know 
I always feel like bisexual girls are honestly just straight and like they just like wanted and I'm like (sighs) like it's so exhausting and there was like there's so many times where I would get insecure because like I'm bi I never claim to like only like girls so I would like go on dates with guys or I would date guys and I'd be like am I a fraud like I'm telling people that I'm bi but mm-hmm. like I'm going on a date with a guy and that's straight and then I'm like it fucks you up in the head mm-hmm. being bisexual fucks you up in the head it's like I almost wish that I was like one or the other because mm-hmm. being bisexual is like so confusing um but yeah I don't know I think I've come to a point where I'm like okay I'm bisexual and I'm me and I doesn't matter if I'm dating a guy doesn't matter if I'm dating a girl I never claim to you know only like girls or only like guys like this is me and if people don't want to put me in a box Mm because it fits in their head like that then whatever like as long as I know what I am that's all that matters exactly preach yes I mean (laughs) I don't know why it's such a hard concept for people to understand of just like let people like who they want to like you know because Mm -hmm. I think people especially within our own community what you said makes me so mad because I see so many people um in the gay community um actively like being shitty towards bi people and I'm like what like us of all people should know better and I think it comes down to like this Mm -hmm. obsession with labels which I feel like labels can be helpful to help you find a community of people who are like like like-minded but Mm -hmm. like sometimes when I see like gay people being like oh you're either straight or gay you're not bi I'm like that is giving homophobic energy sir and if you weren't gay yeah you would be so homophobic they can't put you in a box like that fits their mind it's like i feel like people have like two boxes of like you're straight or you're gay yes. and then when you say they're bi you're like they can't compute it like they can't they can't understand they're like which which box do you go in i don't know what box you got in like which one <laughs> exactly know. and if we just like all all accepted just the message of like just let people like who they want to like if it's a girl if it's a guy if mm-hmm. it's bold it's whoever like why is that such a hard concept to understand and so like i yeah. you know like applaud you for for just being open about that and like committing to yourself because I have seen mm-hmm. for my friends and people who I know who are bi kind of that struggle that they go through where they're like, Ooh, like do I conform to like society's expectation of being straight or do I go according to the label of being gay or like which one? I don't know. You know, it's like, oh, you know, just, mm-hmm. just love who you want to love. Enjoy it. And I, I think it's really exactly. cool. Like uh, that you're, and you don't even have to put a label on it. Yes. Like, I feel like I put so much pressure and I was like, what am I? Am I like bi or pan? Like, I don't even still to this day, I don't even know what I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, no one cares that much. Like yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Like you put a label on the, like the person that you fuck. Like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Like, who cares? Like, you're still you. I'm pretty sure Harry Styles has it. He's like, people ask him what he he identifies Mm -hmm. as. And he's like, I don't know. He doesn't really answer. He's like, I don't know. (laughs) You don't have to put a label on it. Um, And I really like that. I don't know. I feel like there there doesn't need to be a label. But if it makes you feel happy. I mean, yeah. Like, I think, like, the label of, like, you know, say, for example, like, the gay community can help you, like, if you're like, oh, okay, like, I'm gay, it can help you better connect with, like, other people who are, you know, like, similar to you. But I do think, like, you know, looking at the progress that we've made within the LGBT plus community, I feel like the next phase that we need to really adopt is this, like, not obsession with labels because 
I don't know if you agree. Like, let me know. I think attraction is a spectrum. And I think it, it's spread across so many different elements. There's physical attraction, sexual attraction, emotional attraction, intellectual yes. attraction. And so by That's saying... I don't believe yeah. guys when they're like, I'm 100% straight. I'm like, no, you're... There's no way. You're at least 1%. Like, yes. I know you're 1%. Like, they're, like it's like... A, like it's yeah, because they'll put their bros above everything else. They're like, oh, man, I'll always be with I'm my like, bro, you're, like, ride or die. Okay. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with being a little gay. Everyone, exactly. I, like, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I feel like everyone is a little gay. <laughs> yes. At least 1%. And 1% can mean, like, you find someone, like, attractive, but, like, mm -hmm. maybe you don't want a relationship with, like, someone of the same sex. But like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like... I feel yeah. like everyone is a little bit. Yeah, exactly. And like, because we, exactly, you're in denial, babes. You you need to do some introspection. Denial is the river in Egypt. Yes. Your husband is gay. <laughs> exactly. Because there's like so many different elements to attraction. Like, it's not purely based off of just like raw sexual attraction to someone else. There's mm, so many physical, other elements. Emotional. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's mm. my my personal opinion. I'm sure the, the straight bros would disagree but whatever we don't yeah. we don't care about them so <laughs> yeah that's like literally like one percent of all my audience is like 95 percent girls <laughs> oh my god that's a flex that is awesome i think I you even have a larger really female audience than me like more women follow what? you because mine actually which i'm glad oh, to see skincare. that like guys are following because it used to be like 95 percent mm -hmm. now it's kind of like dropping yeah. down but that's like the best audience you could possibly have. Just like I all know, women, I all love girls. having a female audience. Yeah. Andre was like bragging to me the other day, and he was like, "Oh, I have like, what did you say?" Oh, Andre, you're there. What the fuck? I didn't know he was there. <laughs> Hi, Andre. Like, he's like, I have like eighty percent guys. What's up? And I was like, that's my worst no, fear. No, no. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I, I can. Hear you. you hear me on the thing? Yeah, yeah I can hear. Oh, yeah. You. Oh, I couldn't even tell. I thought I was okay. <laughs> no, um, I can't hear him. That's why. Um, that's why. On Instagram, I've always had like primarily female audience, and but then whenever I like post like some kind of like thirst shop or something, I post, like, <laughs> more guys commenting, and then I started posting on TikTok, and like within like the first like month of me posting on TikTok, my audience was like eighty six percent men. That's my worst fear. <laughs> My worst fear. This is me posting like "Get Ready with Me's," and every time I go live, they're like, "There's some crazy." Con they're always asking for like my Feet. Twitter. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. They're like, "Drop the OF link, come on." Yeah. <laughs> I cannot. That's hilarious. He's like, "Drop the OF link." <laughs> I, know, I, I did a Q and A on Instagram yesterday. She was like, "Did you ever give us an OF?" I was like, "Maybe." <laughs> yes oh my god you heard it here first but folks actually should we tell them the story of how we kind of met yeah yeah please well, kind of because we met wait yeah you were there um we met was it the first time we met at the thirst project event yeah yeah the walk yeah. like right before that yeah mm -hmm. and it was me andre rcl beauty 101 and you yes and we were all like doing the we had to carry these gallons of water and they were so heavy yes. just to like represent um the woman that carried the the gallons of water yeah. every I'm single so day um to bring their family i love the thirst project they're amazing yeah um but yeah that's how we first met and then i think another time that we it was like at the thirst project gala wasn't it oh yes the gala that was like the most recent time yeah. i think i saw you yeah yeah, no, it was so great, like, the first time, like, we hung out because it was so, like, not 
what I would expect like our first like really hangout session to be because <laughs> and it was really cool because this project they you know um, wanted us to like carry these buck um, <clears throat> I don't even know jugs I guess you could say jugs of water and it really helps you like think of like the people who have to carry water like every single day but we walked I think for like a mile like Andre and I were like trading these like super heavy like so water huge buckets. water gallons yep we're like dripping in sweat it was uh and then just to speak yeah. to your like how cool of a person you are you've literally continued working with Thirst Project um and supporting them. them they're such a good organization you guys should check them out um they're so cool mm -hmm. but yeah and then literally got to see you um, at the gala very different we weren't dripping mm. in sweat you looked stunning <laughs> we're all dressed up <laughs> uh, we're actually looking cute <laughs> yeah it was so great it was so awesome like it's, it's been cool I mean I hope I hope to see you at like another like thirst project event but I'm glad that like yeah. Andre or we need to visit you in Hawaii please come visit me in Hawaii because like I know that like you guys used to come a lot and now you don't come that much yeah. anymore yeah <laughs> I know. We. I honestly, I wanted to plan it for my birthday. So, yeah. me, a really belated birthday. Okay, yeah. Because so, when was your birthday again? <laughs> it was January. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. yeah so it was, okay, super belated. When's yeah. your birthday? I'm your birthday? April 20th, 420, baby. <gasps> yep. Wait, you're 420. Yes. That's easy to remember. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's your oh sign again? If you're January, you're Aquarius? Aquarius. Yeah. Are you. Oh, my gosh. Are you a. Uh, Aries? No. I'm technically on the Aries. cusp, but I'm Taurus. I'm oh. Yeah, toxic Taurus. I can see that. <laughs> Tauruses are very, like, every stat. No. I was going to say every stylist I know is a Taurus, but. Really? A lot of them are Capricorns, but Tauruses mm. are so hardworking. I feel like that's you. They're so hardworking and yeah. they're so, <laughs> like, money driven, which, like, nothing that you're, like, money driven, but, like, they're, like, so good at making money and they love, like, material items. It's but, true. We're flashy. And like, oh, and they're they're homebodies. Yes. They love making their space nice. Like you live in Hawaii. Like <laughs> I don't know. It makes <laughs> no. You you hit a lot of that like spawn because like I I do tend to overexert myself like a lot like we're working <laughs> like way outfits. too much I <laughs> yes. see your and then the flashy outfits, outfits i'm like oh i'm such a fucking tourist <laughs> every time you're on the carpet i'm like i really want to see your outfit hey oh thank you i mean you always look <laughs> stunning too i feel like you definitely give off like aquarius energy in the sense of, like you're so like open-minded you're so just like go with the flow with everything like every aquarius i personally know they're just like chill with whatever they're like whatever dude let's just go with the flow open to like any <laughs> ideas like um so just chill all the time i feel like mm -hmm. i feel like that's you too well maybe not when you're on a few yeah. cups of coffee but you're mostly chill i'm <laughs> 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 <Or> kidding <laughs> wait exactly. i have to ask you oh my god so you're moving out of la you're making mm -hmm. the move for i need to know like what inspired you to like make this decision to move out of la and also where are you going next So I moved to LA, I think five years ago, and I was so excited. Mm -hmm. I feel like everyone, when they think about LA, they're so excited. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my God, all the glitz, all the glamour, yes. all the red carpets, all the events, like it's going to be so much fun. Um, and I think it's just come to a point where it's like, it's five years down the line. I love my friends here, but it's just like, you know, even just like, with my job, I feel like there's so many content creators that live here mm -hmm. and it's it's just like it's a lot of like the same content. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sometimes I like to watch people um, 
that are just like in different cities because I'm just interested. Like there's a lot of like um like creators that I watch that are in like Japan or yeah. you know, I don't know, like cool places in New York. Um so I don't know. I've always wanted to live in Paris ever since I was little. I would literally my oh. first video I've ever done, I was wearing a beret that my cousin brought back from France and I would wear that shit every day to school because I wanted to go to Paris so bad. Um and I think I was just thinking one night and I was like what would my inner child want to do? Yeah. Like, what? It, like, I'm in such a fortunate position that I can work anywhere in the world. Yeah. I was like, what would my inner child want to do? And I was like, move to Paris. Like, yes. that's one of my dreams that I've always wanted to do ever since I was a little kid. And like, I got my apartment. It's like all set up, and I'm so excited. Yeah. And not saying that I'm moving like for the content, but like, it mm-hmm. also does help the content. Um, but it's also like a childhood dream that I've always wanted to do. Um, but that's so yeah. cool. I'm, I'm so excited for you. Ah! And <laughs> talk about like a dream location. That is so cool. It's awesome that you're making your dream happen. And I feel you, especially like with your type of content, it's like vlogging content, like going out and about. And I feel like, yeah, with LA, like not only is it, can it get repetitive, but it's also so saturated, you know, like mm-hmm. there's so many content creators documenting vlogging in LA. So I feel like this move to Paris will like give you like a whole new opportunity for content. And I mean, <clears throat> I'm not like the biggest LA fan. I will say, I already feel like with Paris, you're going to get like so many cool Why do you, so why do you cool say that? I'm actually curious. I think to be honest, it's my own fault because whenever I go to LA, it's always for work. So I primarily only really like associate it with just like, go, go, go work, work, work. Um, I think mm-hmm. for me, I don't know. It's just something about, the the vibe i i will say like i i'm a very nature driven person i love to be in locations mm. and areas where there's like nature around um and so with la it's like it is just such a huge city and there there is some nature mm. definitely and there's like the ocean but i i, I feel like i just need to spend more time no the i beach. feel you I need to go to like other parts mm-hmm. of la besides like where i work um, it is my own fault that I have such a closed-minded perspective. Towards <laughs> You're so spoiled in Hawaii. I'm so jealous that you live in Hawaii. That's yeah. like a dream. Oh yes, after Paris, you gotta you gotta make the move after after yeah. Paris is over. But I'm so excited for you. Like Paris is freaking amazing. You're gonna absolutely love it. Like it's gonna be such a cool chapter for you. I'm so excited. I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so you much for coming on, LA. Oh yes, please let me know. I would love to visit because. Uh, I need to do some more shopping. Uh, is it, is it a long flight? Hawaii to Paris? Ooh, yeah, it's literally it like long. half the globe. It's really far. But you know what? Who needs a <laughs> balanced, normal sleep schedule? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you can, you can go to L.A., or New York. Yes. And then go from yeah, there, I think it's, only eight hours from it's like York. an easy stopover, relative, mm-hmm. like only like eight hours or whatever, to Paris. <laughs> me, yeah. me forcing you to go to Paris. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> No, I will be back. I will be back. Like, and when I do, I would love to see you and you can show me like the best bakeries and and all that. And then when you come to Hawaii, get ready. I'll give you the full, full island (gasps) experience. Whenever that is. Okay. (laughs) Next week. Yeah, do it. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on. Like, and uh, like, it was so much fun to talk and connect. I wish we were like in person. I wish I could just I be know. sitting next to you. Tell me okay. why my assistant sent me. She's like, Kyron, what's you on your podcast? And I was like, ah! <laughs> I'm so excited. And I thought that you were in LA and I was like, oh my God, so excited to see him again. She's like, it's on Zoom. And I was like, oh, I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I weird. wish. Oh, I know. I need to just like, I need to actually just 
spend more time there and actually do it in person. <laughs> For the next <laughs> no, time no. we need to do an episode together, I'll definitely have it be in person. Yes, or we'll come there. Yes, please. <laughs> but no, thank you. This was so great. Thanks for being like open and vulnerable about Yay. about like all the topics we were talking about. Like I think like I already said it before, but your content is just like so cool. If you guys haven't checked it out already, definitely go watch your content because it's always such a feel good experience. Like after I'm done watching your videos, I'm like, oh, this is like Aww. so positive. It feels so like motivated and <laughs> good about life. It's you just have such a positive effect on people. So thank you for doing what you do. Aww, thank you. Yeah, and thank course. you for having me. I of can't course. believe you wanted me on. <laughs> just says thank you. Oh yes, thank you, Lou, for looking so distinguished and, and poised She's just in high the background. To your- to your doggo <laughs> so cute yeah. oh wait where can people follow you if they haven't already um if you haven't already i'm adeline morin and it's the same username on instagram tiktok everything and then my vlog channel is adeline's camera roll hell yeah go follow her please <laughs> everyone and go check out her podcast too this has been a presentation of cadence 13 on odyssey studio new episodes out every thursday wherever you listen to your podcasts 